Yoo-hoo! Malicious Podcast here. Today is December 21st, 2019, and it just so happens to be the two-year anniversary of when my sweet husband now, Chris, when he proposed. So we thought it'd be kind of fun while we're driving to go home for Christmas that we share our proposal story on this blessed day. So leading up to the proposal, let's just be very raw and real. We dated for a year and we started dating in November. So November like 15th, is that right? Close enough. So November 15th, we started dating one year of dating and we've talked about marriage throughout like the last half of the year and we've brought it up at this point we know that we're going to get engaged and get married so (laughs) I planned so conveniently for him that on our one year anniversary of dating I planned a photo shoot so we went out to this cute park that was like the entrance of a the Utah lake and I took my roommate out and she took our pictures and I got all dressed up and cute and so did he and I was like surely this is a place I've made this so easy for him he's just gonna get right down to it we'll have pictures and you're welcome and then we went home and nothing happened cute pictures but nothing happened my, my ring was still naked so step one don't try to plan your own proposal <laughs> So that didn't work. So then for the next month, obviously at this point, it's been more than a year. And the rule when we started dating was I don't want to have a ring on my finger until we're at least six months into dating. So it is well over the fact. So from November till when he actually proposed, you can probably imagine that for that month and a week or so. I was a little bit anticipating each day, like, well, it's got to be now. It's been more than a year. It's got to be now. So I would, I mean, <laughs> girls, you can relate. So I would curl my hair. I'd make sure my makeup was good. I'd like take the little extra step and dress cuter each day, not just... So guys, if you know this about your woman, then you'll still never ask her to marry you because she's always going to dress up cute and do her nails and hair <laughs> and stuff. Like, no. Okay, but if you if you marry the right girl, she'll be cute all the time. Oh, good point. <laughs> So, oh, you know what? Let me, let's have Chris say hello. Hello. (laughs) I should have done an introduction. Okay, we'll do that another time. So, um, where was I? So, each day I was just like anticipating, anticipating. We would maybe go on a date. We'd go, I don't, I don't remember us doing anything really exciting. Like, oh, let's go on a date and it's something real crazy. It was just like usual dating. We went out to eat. We hung out. We watched movies. So, here I am on December 20th or maybe the 19th. It was really probably the 20th. I remember I, I, um, let's see. (laughs) I, everyone knows who listens to this. I'm very transparent. I was on my period. So I was already very emotional. And I think I also had a cold because it was super cold outside and it was just that time of the year. And I remember I was on the floor eating a leftover piece of pizza from this party that my roommates went to. (laughs) Remember that for later. Um, <laughs> I was on the floor in our living room and I was talking to both of them and they were just kind of hanging out and we were talking and they were like, yeah, have a piece of pizza. Anyway, we were talking and I was just like curled up in my PJs feeling like crap now emotionally because man, is Chris ever going to propose to me? And I was just talking to them and they were like, oh, Melanie, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's coming anytime. Like, I'm sorry you're feeling this way, you know, just feeding me all this crap. <laughs> because the next day we planned to have roommate pictures so all that I knew was I 
So there's one thing that you forgot, though. We went to Phoenix in, like, end of October, beginning of November or whatever. And we went to an event. And I had been to the event and been part of leadership for several years now. And it was her first time. And I asked them if I could propose to her there. And then it just ended up I waited too long to, like, commit to it and stuff. But I even had a ring that I bought, like, a temporary ring that we returned to Walmart. And you were in the car for that. (laughs) I'm so glad you so mentioned that, even, that. So that even built more anticipation that it was coming sometime soon. So that even builds more to your point of when you were laying on the floor, you know, crying about when it was going to happen. Anyways. So add one more month of agonizing emotions about like, when is he going to freaking propose? <laughs> so thanks for mentioning that. And I remember we when we went to return it, he's like, hey, you want to come to Walmart with me? I'm going to return this. And so when as he was walking in with his hand in his pocket, I was like, what are you returning? And he showed me and I was like, ah! I was just freaking out the whole time because he was so close to proposing. So, thanks for mentioning that. One more month of agonizing. So, here we are, December 21st of 2017. My roommates and I, we all dress up. They're like, oh, Melanie, you should wear this scarf. Like, you you're, look like you're cold. And I was like, I sure am. Great. So, we go to our backyard. And our photographer that was a friend of a friend that met us at our house was like, you know what? There's a lot of trees blocking the sun. Can we go to the park around the corner? And I was like, hey guys, that was my first suggestion. So let's go. And my, my roommates were like, so down for that, clearly. <laughs> so we go to the park and we get out and start walking. And should I just say what I, what I think I saw? Or do you want to say like what actually was there? I just want to say, I want to say one more thing. So one reason it took over year two is because we moved to Utah and I wanted to ask your parents in person and I knew they would come up for your marathon when you're running your first marathon beginning of October the first week was it it wasn't yep. it September nope. oh it was October okay so th- therefore then I asked them if I could propose to you so I wanted to do it properly and I wanted to do it in person so that was one reason it took you were so good at timelines because that's true. October 5th, I remember all these dates very well. October 5th, I ran that marathon and I knew that he was going to ask for my... <laughs> oh, I just remembered something else. I knew he was going to ask for my hand in marriage... Or not ask for my hand in marriage. He was going to ask my parents. And so I got my nails done really well. <laughs> and I, I wore makeup as I was running the marathon. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have cared as much. My nails were really cute and everything because I was like, oh... I, I don't think I was as anticipating it, but I was thinking like, well, that would be really neat. He asked for my, my hand or he asked my parents and then he proposed to me after my, my, my marathon, which is clearly a very emotional time. Any thoughts? Yeah, I don't know that that would have been the prize like memory you hoped for after some of the results <laughs> from your marathon that you think, but okay. It would have been the better reward than the award around my neck medal. Okay, so anything... You're very good at this timeline. So that's October 5th. And then at the end of like three weeks later, we went to that conference. I knew like he was going to propose. We returned the ring. And then November, I set up the photo shoot for a year anniversary. This is a lot of buildup. <laughs> this is painful at this point. So the 21st, we walk to the park. We get out of the car. And what I see is, so I've mentioned this before. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I've been to enough functions to know, like, the type of people, mostly the type of people we are. We're very open and fun and do random things because we don't care and just, it can be kind of weird and we do stuff in public. (laughs) At least that's my judgment on us members or Mormons, you know, whatever you want to call it. So we walk to the park and I see, like, this, this couple dancing to music. And I was like, huh, 
I mean, <laughs> I guess that's what people do in this area. I wasn't even surprised. I wasn't, I wasn't phased at all. It seemed like a very normal thing to walk into. And so, um, we start walking a little bit more. My roommates are, we all just kind of sit there and stand and watch it. And then all of a sudden my roommates jump in and start dancing with people who like jumped in from a table. And I was like, this is also very normal. I feel like, I I mean, (laughs) I started to, okay, so I started to piece this together. As I was watching, I noticed that my friend Mercedes, who is also my mission companion, she works with the BYU ambassadors, or no, the young ambassadors, and they're a singing and dance group that travel around, and she does the tech for them. So she was recording this, and I was like, oh, this must be something for the BYU, YA, they must be like practicing something. But then as I started watching more, I started realizing, like, oh, that's my roommate's younger brother, and I don't know these people. They must be a a YA. Like, I I was piecing together so many random things. I didn't even expect anything. All of a sudden, this girl from my, the ward that I was attending at that time, she, so, so this whole, like, organized choreographed dance, and then this girl that's from my ward, she does this, like, front flip, back flip thing, and then she comes over and grabs me. Still at this point, I was thinking, this is very normal. This is something that I could totally see walking into someone like pulling people in from the crowd, wanting to be involved. And that's how we do it. (laughs) And then, oh, and then all of a sudden, Chris, I see Chris, he jumps out from behind a table and he starts walking towards me and saying these things. I am one frozen in my feet. I like physically, I am frozen just with emotions and like so much happiness. I remember like smiling so much and um <laughs> it was so cute and then uh he got on his knees and he was so <laughs> he was so nervous that he even didn't even say will you marry me he said will you say yes <laughs> and i of course i did and i was so i was so shocked like obviously i still love it so much cuz i'm crying but i was so shocked and i was so happy that that was like a flash mob my when i was 12 years old i thought oh it'd be so neat to be proposed by a flash mob and chris made that happen and it was really sweet and i didn't see it coming at all so it was like a true surprise and he really nailed it the funny part is we i went to her ward which is part of the lds thing is you have separate wards and so I went and recruited a bunch of her people, including her roommates, going back to the part where she said the pizza part. I, we had went to the park and rehearsed like two, three times. We did it at the church. And that night, the last night, I bought everybody pizza. And so the pizza they brought home was from our last rehearsal the night or two before we were actually going to do it. And it wasn't all it wasn't just nervousness like I got it from behind the table walked over to her and I had this planned out of my mind I was you know it's gonna be all good I had some good he, he did say a lot of really sweet things that were like catchphrases between him and I yeah and so I had those all planned out and then of course I don't plan out the last part so my <laughs> I get up there and my mind goes blank and I go what do they say when you get in my mind I go what do you say when you get engaged and I'm like all I can think is will you say yes I said will you marry me but it worked nailed it <laughs> Oh, man. So going back to me, like, wailing and crying myself on the floor, like, is he ever going to propose? And I'm sure that anytime I looked down or I was being dramatic, my roommates were just looking at each other, like, laughing. Because they knew for over a month that that's what we were doing. I mean, they were some of the master ma- masterminds in the plan. So sweet. And the song that they were playing and dancing to, 
going back to that, that was really unique and very special because Chris and I went to PF Chang's one night, like months previous, and we were just sitting there and we don't, you know, couples have a song and we've never discussed like, oh, we should plan to have a song. This just happened out of like pure, a very loving moment that we were just sitting there and the song called Home by Philip Phillips came on and you said something along the lines of like this, this song reminds me of you. Is that what you said? I think that's close enough, yeah. And, like, right then, it said, like, a really sweet lyric in that song. And ever since then, that's kind of been, like, the song of our love. And we played it at our... We actually danced... That was our first dance song that we danced to. And it's not, like, a classic soul song. So we kind of, like, just had a lot of fun dancing to it. So lots of very personal things. I could not have asked for a better flash mob proposal. And we actually have it on YouTube. So... If I find out on this podcast here to link that, I will. But if not, I'm linking it on my Instagram um, and Facebook. So check that out because it's really sweet. And Chris did a great job. And here we are two years later, happily married for a year and a half of that. And we're loving it. It was really a lot of the other people that helped out so much to make it special. But it was really sweet because everybody loved Melanie at the ward so much that it, you could, you know, I could ask people. And they were like, oh, for sure. And we'll find people and we'll make it happen. I was like, that's awesome. Like, they took a lot of control of it. And I'm very grateful for that. It was also cool because the music was played like by a live person. It wasn't a CD or something like that. It was actually somebody playing a real guitar and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Um, and it was one of our other you know there was a photographer over there to take pictures of us and we got it on video like she said because we put it up on youtube and another little uh, one of the girls that we knew from back then like made a little special the table look a little special and cute and stuff so there was some cool stuff that happened and the best part about it was my my so the girl who was recording it mercedes my mission companion and and friend she after it was all said and done, I was crying. We were thanking everyone. It was so amazing. She's like, okay, I'm going to go take a final now. <laughs> and I was like, that is such a beautiful sacrifice for someone to take, like, studying time. And during finals week of college and school, it's, it's a crazy time. So I'm, I'm, we're still so super grateful. I'm grateful. And, and since then, I've even run into a couple of the people that were there at the proposal. Like, one of them was a financial advisor, like, almost a financial advisor for us. Another one I just met in the elevator at my work because he went to a wedding that I worked at. And I just, it's, it's so sweet anytime I run at any of those because they were very nice to jump in and made that really special and memorable for, for all, everyone, for both of us. Any last comments, my love? Nope, it's all fun and it's part of the journey. It was good that you thought there was so many times coming. It would have been fun to do it at the event too, but, you know, on the other hand, you said for months before that you said you wanted a flash mob, so I'm glad, you know, that your friends and the people around the ward could help me to make that happen. So, Listen, if you want some good love advice, talk to Chris Avery. <laughs> he does this right. So thanks for tuning in on our two-year anniversary podcast for our... Um, proposal story. Peace out, everyone.